Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Did. Wilcox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Evening neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. And celebration indeed. Welcome in. It's Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me as always is my main man, come fresh off a of bye week himself. Uh Ware County's back in action this week. It's Israel Troop. What's up? What up? Let me first start, start by saying, um, in case anybody's wondering, Brock Bowers is the best tight end in the nation. He was the best tight end last year, and no disputing that he's best this year as well. Well, if there's any doubt now, I, I think it's just somebody living under a rock at this point. So, yeah, and uh, if there's any doubt about Stetson Bennett, yeah. Stetquavius baby with the fresh Stetquavius Vic, yeah. We'll get into that here. We'll get into that thing here just a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude dude was looking fresh on the sidelines, as always. So, but also, as always, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find your reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf, and most importantly, college football. So Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today. And make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's B-L-E-A-V 5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is where the game starts. So uh the aforementioned uh, or actually the mentions of Brock Bowers and Stet Quavius in this tight fade. Let's get into that. We're going to recap last this, or we're going to re- recap yesterday's game. Dogs rolled into, into, into Columbia, South Carolina. They roll out of there with a 48 to seven victory. The, the defensive starters still <clears throat> have not given up a touchdown. Brock Bowers had a hat trick. Stet Quavius had a, had two scores himself. Uh, and then they were filled in w- with uh, miscellaneous people. I think Kendall Milton had one, Oscar Delp had one, and I think McIntosh had one, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, and if I and if I left you out, uh, I apologize. But uh, I think Lad McConkey had one too. So watching that game, um, I mean, was I a little worried that Spencer Rattler might find it after that first pass? He threw that dime. And I was like, okay, well, he might be a little juiced up on this first drive, but that won't last. And then the very next play throws a really bad interception. Spencer Rattler was everything we advertised. And I, I know you're not one to criticize. I, I try not to be, but it it was brutal. 
for uh, for South Carolina for for Spencer Rattler. Not tweet yesterday. I'm one of the best players. Um, I've been on the other side of that. Um, it's not fun, and you know that's that's not what we do. You know, we as athletes, no matter who you play for, you know, we all look out for each other, um, one way or another. But like I tweeted yesterday, he just doesn't understand the concept. You know what I mean? Um, right. Today, kind of similar run, um, you know, with a hitch and a speed out. Um, you know, there were guys open yesterday. I mean, let's you know our own coverage. Um, in man coverage, we do we play man versus um, in our zone coverage. Um, there are, there are a few holes, um, but nothing nothing too too agreed. You know what I mean? But there was a couple times that uh, yesterday that could have hit you know like a slant or um, they ran an underneath uh, sweep out um, to his right hand side that he missed. Um, he missed a hitch on third down um, that he could have hit. Um, the one screen uh, through, um, you know, if he leaves that, if he leaves the guy, I think he ran right on fourth down. Um, if he leaves the guy, I mean, it, he probably would sleep because there was nobody on that side of the field. Um, so Rattlers got some social to do. I mean, either not only they didn't put him in really good situations, you know, they either. Um, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I think it's the concept, the plan. Um, I think he'll be fine. I think he understands where everything's going when it all happens, when it all unfolds, is what it looks to me. Yeah, I mean, I think just everything moves too fast for him. And I think, you know, once you kind of upgrade it, even, even coming from the Big 12 to the SEC, I think once you kind of started throwing some of those defenses at him, I mean, this is probably – this speed of this Georgia defense is probably – something he has never seen even when he was going against his own scout team in Oklahoma, even when they played against Texas and some of the, you know, the Baylors and the Iowa States of the world, the, the teams that play really good defense in that, in that league. I don't think he saw anything close to what he saw yesterday. And a lot of his mistakes also where I think he was feeling the pressure and he mm-hmm. was panicking a little bit. I think he got spooked on a couple of throws that, that one interception. I, I think he had more time than he thought. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of what this Georgia, these Georgia pressures do to you. I mean, you see Nolan Smith bearing down on you. See Jalen Carter pushing the pocket. You feel like you can't go anywhere, and you have to get rid of the ball, and you're not really comfortable. And it, that's one thing this defense does a really good job of is they force errors. And and Spencer Rattler's not a bad quarterback. He's just somebody that I think his ego gets in the way a little bit, and Absolutely. I don't think he prepares. I don't think he prepares as much as he should. Because of his ego, mm-hmm. and I mean that, that goes hand in hand with like 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 I said, not understanding the concepts. You know, in the Big Twelve, I mean, you have some athletic players, but most of the most of the four down, you might get an odd attack look every once in a while. But those linebackers aren't as athletic as they are in the ACC. Secondary right. is not as athletic as they are in the ACC. Like right. you said, I mean, his head spinning. I mean, you got guys running at you left and right. Coverages, um, and it like you say, it goes back to preparation. You, you, if you go back and look at film, you know, if you're really studying Georgia, I think you got to get a beat on it just a little bit. Um, of course, they always have a trick up their sleeve, but oh, the base what they do to where yeah. this play is called. I know where you know the right. wheel right through um, to start. I mean, that was that was dumb. There's absolutely no reason why you did that pick. Went to right, and he left, and he threw. The wheel route, which was late, and we had great coverage, and yeah. we picked the ball off. The dime he threw 
to Jaheim. Shout out to Jaheim Bell. Um, it was absolutely great. We had Grevridge on that too. He just threw a for ball. Kill that guy. Uh-huh. But still, he missed the reach. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> he's a study. I think I think he's got better. Um, do I think he's the guy for for Sacramento? Absolutely. Um, they are they are different team on the field. But if he's not going to put the time in into to work and to understand and to study, I think move on. Uh, like you say, saying I remember watching when he left. Um, I was like, this kid, he's, he has talent in the world, but I'm gonna get him, and it has definitely caught up. Because let me tell you this, yeah. South Carolina fans are nice, and <laughs> they they aren't yeah. happy. No, they're not happy at all. They're not happy with Beamer. They're not happy with Satterfield, who apparently is the 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 in their crosshairs right now. Not putting them in good situations, uh, especially like trying to run right into the teeth of the defense on third and short, things like that. Like things that they could do as a coaching staff to help Spencer Rattler out, they're not doing. Yeah. You're going to run right at our defensive linemen who are absolutely They're just moving people. Like it's like, excuse me, um, I'm trying to make this tackle and you're impeding my press. That's literally what it looked like yeah. the other day. Um, we did, they didn't, there was no option. There was no RPOs type deal. There was nothing. We were just trying to hit him. And it's almost like they were coaching scared a little bit too, as well. And they look shook, and and so it, yeah. it it trickles down when 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 you look shook as a coaching staff, you're gonna it's gonna come across as shook, and it's gonna I mean it's gonna be it, it that's what it came out as. But defensively as well, I I don't think they had a good game plan. I, I think they played too soft in coverage. I I, I don't think they had. They committed enough to the to the to the box. I don't think they were able to get a beat on on Todd Munkin and and Munkin definitely has tendencies. Uh, and, and I think if you really study on film, like you should as an SEC defensive staff, you could probably find those tendencies and and at least call a good run blitz here and there, uh, or or call a good you know at least call good situational football and say okay you want your you want your superior athletes to go make a play. Well, here you go. We're going to make it tough on you, but it, it didn't seem that way. In, in Oregon, same way. Like Dan Lanning didn't have good preparation. Uh, Shane Beamer and his defensive staff did not have good preparation uh, for what Georgia brought to him offensively, and it showed. I mean, the you know you had the one you had the one reverse to Brock Bowers that was that was kind of a tricky tricky deal. But I mean, Brock Bowers scored a seventy eight yard seam route. He just yeah. got popped on the seam at like six yards and then took it to the house, you know, the rest of the way for 78 yeah. and, and, and a score. And then, and then they run a, <laughs> and then they, and then Stetquavius throws an absolute dime uh, to Brock Bowers mm-hmm. on another one where, I mean, it was perfectly defended. They, the guy couldn't do anything about it. Uh, double toe tapped. And then, you know, I, I thought the run game was strong. Again, the offensive line said, you know what? We're just gonna throw this thing on our back, man, and we're gonna go, man. Like they, this, it feels like this offensive line more so than last year's just enjoys road grading people, and yes, they don't care I if they get any they, attention or not. Really enjoy beating a lot of people. <laughs> they they enjoy like watching a lineman just bury somebody and then just rub this thing all over his face when he's getting up. There's absolutely there's something beautiful yeah. about that when you're when it's your team that's getting that done. Um, and our offensive line they they love doing that. Um, yeah. You know, 
going back to Todd Munkin and his tendencies, I mean, when they go formation, that what I call ace nasty, um, with the tight, tight look, two by two, it's either going to be mm-hmm. a couple of things. It's either going to be a jet sweep, it's either going to be reverse, they orbit and run zone behind it. Um, they will run outside zone to it. So that's four plays, four or five I just named off by that one for you. So you've got to have something that's top that. I think Dan Lanning was surprised at some of the stuff that he did out of those looks. Uh, they really never adjusted. Yeah. You know, Dan Lanning is a great defensive mind. So I don't I don't think – I think they were prepared. They just did to what I, they were doing. I felt like he was shell-shocked. At all what we were doing yeah it just didn't see it just didn't seem like they did i mean maybe it was the same thing as oregon they get out there and they're shell-shocked because the offensive line is just ruining all of their preparation and it's pretty safe to say that amarius mims and broderick jones are i mean that's our tackles right absolutely i mean mims i I saw 65 in the game a lot yeah i don't think that's any touch you know as a pressure i think he did did a couple times I think he did a couple of times. I think he did on the first series. I think his first throw, I think he was oh, flushed. Yeah, he um, and then he just but it's completed one of those where you should have got the ball off. He yeah. took that off if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was probably more on Stetson. Our, our but it's the SEC. You're going to get some pressure sometimes, right? Or at least you expect oh, to. Absolutely. Because you know, they have scholarship players too. Oh, yeah. They were just good. I think – the telltale tonight, I think, when we scored, we went up 14 and I saw uh, Beamer on his headset. I think he was telling his defensive guys, he was like, guys, don't do that. Stop. I'm pretty sure they were said, um, Yeah. Because that was not a very good defensive series. Um, the one uh-huh. the one thing that I noticed the other day is that Dejan Edwards is <clears throat> running back at seeing stuff. He has to move a lot of that group right now because yeah. a couple of players, Running zone and stuff like that. I think if it, there's just a cut that, you know, Milton or uh, especially Milton, um, if he makes one house, you know, I think we're running with a hand a little bit. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things to where you just get the push. I mean, you can be short down yards, things like that. But I think if you make one move, you know, that thing's to the house. You know what I mean? I think Edwards right now, or hey, Brian's saying it really well too. I yes. mean, we got a stable. The backs that can do a lot of great things. Um, love the way they're. I mean, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's four guys right there that can do something. Honest, especially in the. I love a bat that can catch. You know, anytime uh-huh. you get a running ball, I mean, now you're playing it's just a, six guys because Stetson can run dude. the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a freaking weapon. And Stetson can sling it, man. He's. Uh, this team was expected to go out and win by 24 and a half as the number one team in the country. And they doubled up on that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> oh God, it's just, and, and, and people are just like, I think people are finally in awe of they're, they're just like, okay, all right, we need to stop. Georgia's the best team hands down. Let's just, let's just stop this argument. George. I mean, Georgia, it's Georgia's season right now. Um, and, yeah. And a lot of people are starting to realize that, even with Alabama sitting there, three and zero. But Alabama has just kind of—they have some problems of their own with their coordinators. You know, they're they're struggling a little bit. So, I just think when when you look at this Georgia team, they are hitting on all cylinders at this moment. Now, as we get into the meat of the schedule, 
will it be the same? There'll be some bumps along the way. There'll be some tight games that shouldn't be tight games with some teams like Tennessee, Kentucky, even even Florida. That one's always that one's always an exciting one. I, I think getting getting uh, Tennessee as late as we're getting Tennessee and getting Kentucky as late as we're getting Kentucky, those two games are are a little nerve wracking. Um, we learned some things about Auburn this weekend. They're hot garbage. Mississippi State, they crumbled, but they're actually they're still a pretty pretty good team, and they will get better um, as the season wears on. So the schedule is is not easy. I mean, when you play in the SEC, it never is. But this yeah. this is probably the most complete, and this is after last year's generational defense that that sent almost fifteen people. I think some of those guys were offense, but I think they sent eleven people to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, between reserves. I mean, it's just it's absurd you know, what they sent. I, um, I want to say it was seven. Like you made a reference um, to um, Alabama. Um, he yeah. said that he, although you hate to do it, I mean, Alabama is the mecca, mecca football teams and college football. If you look, we are very we're building. You know, it's it's not one of those things. Like it was a fluke. I mean, we'd beat Oregon, very very good ranked team. We just beat South Carolina. Who's right. We just uh-huh. we we've never beat South Carolina like that before. In the history of South Carolina versus Georgia, that game's always close, especially over there. And we Bryce, and we just completely made them quit. We made them quit. We made their student section empty before halftime. Like the whole of that stadium was done. It was, it was, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, I was astounded. Like, good lord! Like, and then you know, you got Kirby over there going first down, mother. You know, <laughs> yelling at yelling at Beaver. That was, I mean, another another gif from Kirby. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's sportsmanship is competitive competition. You know, he's a very competitive guy. Yeah. And goes out there and reaches the ball over the goal line. You think any kind of, you know, hey, great effort. He's talking about putting us on the football. He basically he snatched wow. that gun, water ball out of the water boy's hand to demonstrate what he wanted. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. you know, he's coaching himself. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of people, they're like, why don't he just relax? You can't relax. If you're relaxing, yeah. your team relaxes. You know, I tweeted that as well. You know, um, when complacency, you know, leaves the media, and I know Curry Smart does not want that. So, you know, he, he his foot on their neck, and they're responding. That's the thing. Nobody's been or complaining, you know, but they're responding. Because so, at the end of the day, they know why it's happening. Yeah, they they and, know their and why. And the proof, the proof is in the, the the proof is in the pudding, and he is he has far demonstrated the why, and they believe it. And they believe in him. Yeah, he's so. working his tail off. He's coaching his tail off. His staff has done a phenomenal job. Um, there's one thing to, you know, we're Georgia. You know, we, we got all these guys, but it's another thing to put all the pieces together, you know, and make it work. And his <clears> coaching <throat> staff, defense, special teams, offense, you know, those guys are working their tails off on a full job. And the product's on the field. You know what I mean? So we mm-hmm. have a lip, you know, and I, and I doubt that that will ever happen as of, as of right now. You know, As of right now, yeah. I mean, so yeah, 
And we'll we'll jump into that here in a little bit. Exactly. We'll see kind of what what we what we get with that. But we're we're gonna wrap the we're gonna wrap the, the South Carolina conversation. We're gonna put that one to bed. An impressive forty eight to seven win um in uh in Columbia, South Carolina place that is usually a house of horrors for the for the dogs. It was that way for the South Carolina Gamecocks as that place emptied out and it became yes. nothing but Georgia fans uh, in the second half. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk about some other games before we before we move into Kent State. Uh, what what other games were you able to watch this weekend? Um, I watched I watched a lot of them. I tried to catch the Florida game. Um, the snooze fest. Um, the LSU Mississippi State game was really intriguing to me. Um, Brian Kelly really know, good first half. It bothers me that Brian Kelly just. Stands there and doesn't say anything, or maybe it's just when the camera's on, he doesn't say anything. But uh, I think he, I think he, he's got the team rolling right now. You know, as far, you know, we're not gonna quit. You know what I mean? And they didn't quit against Florida State. Um, they didn't down against Mississippi State. So there, mm-hmm. there's something good going on over there. You know, um, get a big win um, in Death Valley at the time, um, which I thought. That Mississippi State would, would pull it off, but the game in Baton Rouge, so I knew that crowd would be up. Um, and Daniels played his butt off. I mean that that kid, LSU heading in the right direction. It's, they're they're they gonna are. be here in a minute, you know. They are. So. They will be. Uh, I, I I'm not sure how soon, um, because they've got some you know fundamental things to to iron out. I still think they're sloppy in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most important quality you said it best, they don't quit. They, they, they do not quit. And that's one thing that, that no matter how bad they may look at times, they will not quit. And yeah. will teams like Alabama, Arkansas, uh, even maybe a and will they pounce on some of those opportunities? They probably will. And, and they'll probably mm-hmm. lose a couple more that they shouldn't because of that. But it won't be because it won't be because they quit. It won't be because the wheels fell off. Like the wheels won't fall off for them. They will stay in every single game. Like Florida State should have blew should have blown them out with all the mistakes that they made. Absolutely. But the resilient the the resiliency of that defense Mm -hmm. kept them in it. Same with Mississippi State. Mississippi State had had an opportunity to go up, I think, twenty one to nothing. Twenty one to nothing. And it was, it was, <laughs> I think it ended up being like nine to six at halftime or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that de- that or 13 to six or something. Like 13. No, it was 13 seven, I think, at, at halftime. They, they cashed in on one of the opportunities. I think it was 13 to nothing at one point. But, uh, like LSU's defense, they stopped, they must have stopped them on like six fourth and ones. Yeah. Like it was something ridiculous. So that was the first time that game was intriguing. Kind of get a little nervous, you know. Um, Well, you saw the the you saw the good, the bad, and the ugly of the air raid offense, right? Yeah. Like the situations that they were put into. Mm -hmm. Did like with the air raid offense? There's not really a good answer because a lot of the a lot of the passing game is vertical. And there's not much run game at yeah. all. It, like there's 20% run game, I think. And most, most of your past stuff is vertical. 
when you're third and long, you just go that leaves a lot of blitzes. Um, you have a really good job playing man. You got to have rip receivers that can get open. Um, you know, so one thing that he did do once once he got up on um, LSU, he kind of just laid off. You know, so that allowed him to come back. That allowed the defense to get comfortable. If you allow LSU's defense to get comfortable, they're going to beat you. You know, they're they're going to figure out a way. I think he'll learn from this. Well, I think Mississippi had a really good football team. Um, well, then he allowed them to get momentum by by getting stopped on fourth and one. You can't do that either. <laughs> I mean, they just started getting, they just started gaining steam. And then at some point I was like, yeah, this is not, this is like the first drive out of halftime with Jaden Daniels. He took, he took it down there and they mm-hmm. scored. I was like, okay, yeah, this one's over. I, yeah, I knew right then and there. I was like, it got loud. You know, when you wake that stadium up, it, it ain't good. If you're gonna if you're gonna put that stadium to bed, you have to put them to bed. They've been ready yeah. for LSU to play the ball. They've been dying for it, man. Um, so how about our boy Herm Edwards getting fired? I saw that today. Um, oh, Scott Frost got fired. Herm Edwards is not fired. Jeff Collins still has a job. They just tell me how. Well, they can't afford to fire him. That's probably how that happened. They don't have the money to for his buyout. Look, bro. <laughs> that's probably that's that probably <laughs> that, that's it's Georgia Tech being way in the red. Yeah. That, they can't rough. afford to. Like they literally can't afford to. I, I think they would have fired him last year. Yeah. But they can't I think like, he's got a coordinator for you. Oh, wait, that's Jim. They do not look yeah. good on offense. They didn't. They got lucky that Miami didn't either. Oh, Miami this no oh, Miami had so many opportunities, but they didn't seize them. Just, I mean, yeah. they had a chance to win that football game the other night. And they just they they, they just ruined it. Defense has got it. hey look, bro. Like, we need y'all to score. Like, we can't keep going out here like three and out. Three and out, three and out. Yeah, we, we can't play 90 plays and expect us to win. It's like the yeah. um, Falcons in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, yeah that game um, happened. Nursery, nursery rhymes, right? And it's like that thick. That's what yeah. is on the sidelines. And you mean to tell me out of this notebook of stuff you have? No, no, his notebook looks like this. I mean, it looks like this. You got – you got papers. You got papers all in it. Like you got some loose, some not. And he's trying to thumb through it. He's like, uh, what, what, "What am I doing?" He did it again. Like he's got to get more organized. Bro, he's struggling. Like he's struggling. Like I, I, I can tell you right now, you, you got one. You got one guy who uses this as his play card, as his play sheet. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I think he just doodles on it to make make people think he's writing on it. And yeah, then you got Jim. Probably, all those guys, all those guys that came from the uh, Leach, Bree, Lingley, um, Leach himself. Uh, um, what's his name? I, I'm looking right at him. Arizona right Kings, now. Yeah. Kingsbury. Kingsbury. You know, yeah. he uses it. I think he has a big play you know, sheet. Just, just. I think he has a bigger play yeah. sheet just because it's Lincoln the NFL brother, show, but... 
who's at TCU even uses the paper. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, then you go out there. Sonny with Cumbie, hole. I think uses. Yeah, and, and can't he score goes out there hole. It's it's ridiculous. It's at ridiculous. least we, we, Yeah, like your defense is good enough. If you score twenty one, you're going to win. Yeah, but you can't you can't score. But you know who can score? Appalachian State. Appalachian State. So, do you guys work on the hail mary tip drill? No, we don't do a tip drill. It is. I'll I'll let it out, but what our defense is, but it is a knock the ball down. And for us, offensively, it is get it at the high. Um, um, you know, it's not a tip to the other guy. It is a our guy who can just ball everybody, kind of box everybody out. Um, somebody else almost lost like that too. Oh, Florida State, they almost gave a touchdown to yeah. the end. Um, but, but not the guys. If any DBs, any. Coaches, you know, coach DBs, knock the ball down. Don't try to pick it. Knock it down. Mm-hmm. Away from everybody. I mean, straight vol- to the ground. I, mean, I mean, just volleyball spike that thing. Yes. There's nothing in the rules that say you can't do that in the middle of play. No. And I, I think I think when a ball goes into a sea of hands and nobody spikes it, it just bounces. And the guy just happened to be right there. And he, he said, okay, I'm going to. I'm gonna watch this thing, and he's like, "I'm gonna stand right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it like like an outfielder in the major leagues." He he's he played it off the wall, took it and scored. That was insane. Yeah, I always go back. You know, uh, Josh Dobbs um, against us. We had the game one. Um, Lorenzo Carter goes up, just knocked the ball down. He tries to hit, and Tennessee come with it. Pretty much saved Butch Jones because I'm pretty sure he was gonna get fired had they lost that game. Yeah, he was done. He he was either done or he was a dead man walking. I mean, I, I think Jeff Collins is a dead man walking. I just don't think that they had the buyout money for him just yet. Uh I think Brian Harson's a dead man walking. He, they're struggling, man. Um I don't I don't know what's going on with Tech. Um they got recruits. Um I tell you what's going on at Georgia Tech. He he's 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 all about the brand. Like pretend this is a Waffle House cup for one minute. Like he's he's all about the brand. He's all about yeah. doing the goofy stuff. That just doesn't work. I'm here to win football. When I become a head coach, you know, I'm all for community and we gotta do this and that, but I'm here to win football game. Get my kids to grab get them to go to school to or in the workforce, become great. So I can feed my family. I'm here to win football games. That's yep. what I do. Here to build a program, not not to build a marketing team, which is what I think. I think if if he went to if he went somewhere to be a director of recruiting, he'd be great. Oh, absolutely. But not as a head football coach, and especially not at a place that requires you to transition from uh, flex bone spread option to standard spread. Yeah, Prince you're in Atlanta, bro. Like you can't win football games, you know. You but like I said, I'm not here to bash anybody because we are in this profession as well. But we are. We all put our guys' situation to succeed, and I don't think Georgia Tech's doing that. No, I, I, I don't. And and you know, if if Jeff Collins is listening to this, I don't know if he does or not. But um, I certainly 
certainly don't think he does. But if anybody knows Jeff Collins out there, I mean, he's got to. Uh, I think that you know, in his next stop, it didn't work out here. You know, he's got some good football in him. He he did it at Temple. He figured yeah. out a way at Temple. Maybe that's his ceiling. Maybe he's a G five guy. I mean, yeah, maybe he's a coordinator at Florida. Maybe he, you know, maybe he goes somewhere. Maybe he goes to the MAC conference and and wins, or maybe he goes to the Fun Belt, uh, like uh, like Butch Jones, like his counterpart there, Butch Jones, and. Maybe he can maybe he can latch on and have a successful run with somebody. I, who knows? I think he needs to go to Saban or the Kirby Smart School of Head Coaching. Yes, and then, that is and then get, his best. And, and gets and gets spit back out to wherever, like Absolutely. FIU or somewhere. You know, so, somewhere that needs that, somewhere that needs his skill set. Where they just need energy and life into the program before they can do anything else. That's what he brings. That's what he brought to Georgia Tech. There was an excitement there when he got there. Excitement is no longer there. But the 404 thing was good. The excitement around okay, we we got some we got some fresh ideas. Okay, that was good. Uh, just never really took the next step. Felt like he was always using that. Hey, we're still transitioning from the Paul Johnson stuff. You're the win ball games, like yeah, all that, all that's great and well, but you're the one football game. So yeah. I mean, there's that. Now, Kentucky on the other hand, Coach Stoops, that group is doing them and Tennessee are going to be scary. Have you seen them, boys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hi, 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 Stoops, man. There's going to be some really good games moving forward, man. I'm looking forward. To that. My wife Tennessee's got, got Florida this week. Tennessee games. Oh, there so you go. Watch that in person. Shout out to my be wife because she's awesome. There you go. Um, so I'm hoping that Tennessee is. Shout out to her Knowles. There you go. So that's good. It's going to be deep, deep in after that, buddy. Let me tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And and finally, finally, Dino Babers ha- is having some success at Syracuse. Having the success yeah. that we knew he could have at Syracuse, win at Purdue. Purdue are about three players away from being really good, you know, uh-huh. at football. They can, they can score with anybody. Def- a secondary guy, a linebacker, and a lineman away from being really, really good at football. But mm-hmm. at Syracuse, they're balling now. And shout out to Dino Babers because I mean, nobody thought he'd do it except for us. Had hopes for him. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he's well, when he first got that job, I don't think we knew each other, but I, I was a Dino B- Babers believer when he was when he got hired from Bowling Green because Bowling Green was lighting the freaking Mac on fire. Yeah. So That's yeah, hats off to hats off to hats off to Dino. Uh, it was not a great day for the Big Ten West or the Big Ten East. Uh, mm-hmm. Northwestern goes down. Uh, Indiana gets shelled by Western Kentucky. I think Rutgers struggled. They but barely they won the game. Up. I think they ended up winning, but they struggled. Uh, Nebraska got their heads kicked in. Iowa, I don't, I don't know if Iowa scored a touchdown yet on offense. First set that, uh, that Nebraska game. Uh-oh, here they go. They might make it a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. And then the wheels nope. fell off. Then they fired their defensive coordinator. <laughs> 
And somehow Kirk Ferentz yeah. and Brian Ferentz still have a job too. They're daring their athletic director to fire them. They're playing chicken and they're winning. They go, yeah, Gary Barta, fire us. Somebody. And if you want to listen to if you want to listen to some more Iowa talk, uh, tune in on Tuesday to Illegal Motion, <laughs> or tune into our next episode of Illegal Motion. We have an Iowa guy on there. He's on the panel, Josh Cook, mm. and he has been going off for a year, for two years now about Iowa and Brian Ferentz and the lack of offense there. So that's going to be a fun episode Tuesday night. So um, make sure you check that out when it gets when it gets dropped. So be on the, be on the lookout for that one. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put we they could be they could be like they produced T.J. Hawkinson, Noah Fant. They produced Kittle, George Kittle, yeah. uh, Dallas Clark. Uh, uh, I mean, they've had some pretty good quarterbacks come out, through. Um, yeah, like usually good. I mean, yeah, but, like, you know, they had uh, Amani Hooker come out. Uh, their secondary, they've had some good defensive linemen. I mean, they have some good pieces, and they yeah. they recruit that that whatever Tornado Alley breadbasket area yeah. really really well. But they do not there there's some culture problems, some major culture problems. And I, I Kirk Ferentz should have been let go probably two seasons ago. But they won't, they won't do it. I, I think I think he's got some some really bad photos of Gary Barta, like doing something and that he shouldn't be doing in Thailand or something. I don't know if you catch my drift. So um but that's week three. Uh, it wasn't exciting as week two, but it was. Uh, it's college football, so it's always fun. If you want to join in on the chat, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Jump in. Uh, if you're looking, at, if you're watching us on social media, go to our YouTube channel. If you want to become a part of the chat, like our man uh, Robert Reynolds from the DGD podcast, he's in the chat. Come join him. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk moving forward. We're gonna make our picks here. Uh, we're gonna. And some of these games, we're going to go in a little bit more extended preview just because it's fun. Georgia's playing Kent State this weekend. They're 45-point favorites. That's that's a, that's a tall spread right there. Um, but yeah. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if Nick Saban has any eligibility left for Kent State, but uh, they're going to need it. And uh, it's going to – that's, you know, again, Georgia probably cover that. I, I don't know if they will or not. They may get bored like they did against uh, Samford. But who I knows? Think, so I think Kirk was trying to hold off against for Chris Hatcher. Uh, yeah. um, so he didn't want to run it up on him. But it stayed your game. Yep. He so. doesn't know you. <laughs> he doesn't know you. So so what all right, so what are your expectations going into this game? I I know it's like, okay, we, we had a conference game. Okay, we're gonna finally and then it's Kent State. Like what what do you yeah. you know, again, another another big game followed by that, followed by Sanford. A mm-hmm. Big game on the road, South Carolina first conference game. You're not sure Spencer Rattler. We blow them out. Boom, Kent State. Do, does the momentum stay up with the team? Is it is is it going to be one of those where Kirby's going to be grumpy all game because we're not playing up to the standard, or like what what are you expecting to see? You know, what do you think we'll see versus what are you wanting to see? I'm expecting us to come out, you know, with a little a little, little fire bunners. Um, I don't think that against Stanford we looked a whole lot better. Um, yeah. Stats throws, um, 
you know, they had a terrible week of practice offensively. So obviously that that's um, I think that Kirby's that happened two times in a row um, again, you know, on conference opponent. Um, I think we could obviously, um, but what I really want to see, I want to see. I, really, uh, I know we can throw it. I know Brock's going to have a day. McConkie's going to have a day. Our receivers have a day. But I want to see our runners get busy. I want to see us, you know, make some moves, um, juke some people, you know, big long runs, things like that. Um, you know, I was reading about um, Eric Gilbert um, try, kind of trying to get back into you know, college mode, being on campus, kind of doing the Georgia way. Um, hopefully, you know, he figures it out and he, he can play because if he comes another weapon that we can use as well, um, you know, but. I want to see defensively. I want to see us play zone better. I think this is a great way mm-hmm. we can, you know, kind of work on our zone stuff. Um, I don't can't can stay throw the ball a little bit. Um, it's great we kind of you know fine tune our zone stuff, um, zone blitz and things like that kind of mix up our looks because mm-hmm. um, you can't play man. Um, no, that's really it. But most importantly, I want to see our running team, man. I'm I'm ready to see Milton and McIntosh and Edwards and Bradley, those guys just. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, there's opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to see those. I want to see that 60 yard touchdown sprint on inside like, zone. Where he, ready with your hand, you know, trying to see the yeah. whole bounce off like the Swift and the Michelles of, of yesteryear, you know, tied with those guys, you know. Um, it's kind of get busy. Right, it, it was a potential house call every play. Yeah. Let's go. Let's 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 get it, man. And I I want to see I want to see the starting offense be on all cylinders, so that we can get Stetson out of the game quickly, get Carson Beck some more work, because mm-hmm. if something God willing happens to Stetson Bennett, we have a capable backup, which I I think Carson Beck is. He's he's playing really well. He's dialed in. Uh, but I also mm-hmm. want to get work for for Van Vandegrift. I want I want to see Gunnar Stockton get into a game. And see what he can do. Like, I want to get to the point where, but he can still play in like, he can still play. What's this in game? Oh, this is game four. This one. It doesn't. I don't think it. I don't think it's in the first four. I just think it matters. Like, he can keep his redshirt if he hadn't played in more than four games total. Uh, thought it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I think that's the change. I think. I think that was one of the changes where, like, you had to decide by week four if they were redshirted or not. I think it's just gotcha. as long as they don't get in more than four contests. So I, I mean, I think he can get into this one and be just fine, and then get into the one we play in November. But I would like to see him get a little bit of work if we can. If not, then get Brock Vandergriff some some much needed work to to get him some. Oh, yeah. uh, so, Cassidy Thomas joining the chat. Hey, how's it going? Um, she's uh, I host with her husband on Wednesdays on SEC After Dark. Tell Jake I said what's up, um, but yeah, I, I would just like to see the offense be crisp, be be efficient, uh, connect on things they didn't connect on at when we played mm-hmm. against Sanford, um, and just see Blaylock busy too. Yeah, I want to see Blaylock get busy. I, w- I want to see Kyrus get some more work. I want to see I want to see some of these receivers who's going to step up behind AD and and uh, and, and McConkey. Like who's going to be. That third guy really good tonight. the other day too i yeah. mean he you know coming back you know and 
doing what he's doing. I mean, pretty much bench press the corner on touchdown. I'm talking about just showed up into his ears. Um, um, and he's wearing number one, so you know what that means. He's very, very picky. Very picky yeah. is like what he did but on the night. Um, so, yeah. Um, he, and it he's, seems he's, like the other night, but that was just yesterday. <laughs> I know, right? As yeah. we record. <laughs> seems like so I, long ago. We that we go on Sundays now. Um yeah. Yeah, man. Just just like him, like you said, Kid, um, Playlock, all y'all get busy Saturday, man. Have a day. Just have go out there and have a day. Have fun. You know. Yeah. You know, even though they'll be like jumping up and down and hollering and screaming. I think that's the thing. Like when you're having fun and just Beating the hell out of people. I mean, sound your fundamental. You're doing things right. Um, you know, it's just one of those things, man. It just you you realize that we haven't arrived any means, but it's dangerous. And I can't wait to you know hit our goal of SEC games because teams ready to be ready. Yeah, I mean, we got to keep our edge. I mean, we can't we can't slip, especially with the conference slate that we have coming up. We, we can't slip. We can't lose our edge. We can't get complacent. And it's easy to do in a game like Kent, Kent State, and it's easy to be able to fall into some bad habits, get get a little bit lazy in our zone coverage because we we know we can rally up, make the tackle, and they're probably never mm-hmm. going to get a first down. But uh, we just got to keep that edge, keep the edge that, we, that, that Georgia plays with and, and this defense plays with where they still haven't given up a touchdown uh, the first, the first units, I, th- I think the third stringers gave up a touchdown against South Carolina, but um, just offensively, again, those O linemen gel. Find find a way to break one for for your running back. Find yeah, find so a way to give your running back a chance to break a seventy yarder. Like that, that's the ultimate feather in the cap right there. If you can get your running back to break big big runs like that, because big runs mean big numbers, and big numbers mean. Hey, we did our we did our job and we did it well. Yeah, so. absolutely. But uh, but looking in the comment section, yeah, Cassidy was was very excited. Um, she probably yelled a lot then uh, because Georgia scored a lot, and and Jake was her, her <laughs> husband. They're 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 Bama they're Bama people. Uh, so they uh, but I, I think she yeah. has uh, she has she has a little dog dog in her too. Uh, I think I think her side. I think she was explaining her side of the family or something like that. Has some has some Georgia bulldog in there, but she she was rooting for Georgia for sure, and and it was uh, <laughs> he was looking at her a little sideways. So that's uh, that's pretty funny. But uh, this spread is forty five points. Do we cover? I think so. I mean, we scored forty eight against South Carolina. I think slightly better than Kent State. So. Um, everybody on the same page to where they know their side, especially defensively. If our yeah. defense goes out there and is pitching to shut out, it should mean something to you to keep shut out going. Now, obviously, some things happen. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's one of those things to where, all right, our defense came out there and played the but they didn't give up any points. So let's go out here and keep it, keep it a goose egg. So you keep, you keep it zero, do. the spread gets a little easier to cover. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, you know, if we go out and score 48 and, like I said, they score seven, I mean, we didn't, we didn't get it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That means we got one touchdown. Yeah. I mean, you got to get in the 50s. I want to see us get in the 50s anyway. So, yeah. I mean, Tennessee I, I, I beat think... Akron. Yeah. <laughs> they had a 47 point spread. 
yeah, yeah that was uh, that was that was brutal. And I think that was a little personal because Akron players, I think, were playing a little dirty from what I saw on social media. I didn't watch that game, but you know, Kyler Kerbison and some of the Tennessee people mm-hmm. were were worried that they were head hunting a little bit or knee hunting. I guess you you should say hunting for some ACLs. Mm. They're tr- they're trying to yeah, harvest yeah. a few ACLs, something like that. Maybe hopefully Kent State's not that dirty, but if they are, then Kirby might hang a hundred on them. Yeah. <laughs> here's your check. You, you'll you'll. Oops. Yeah. Here's your check and your historically bad loss. Yes. Like I I kind of hope that there's a dirty play in this game that gets Kirby really fired up. Well, Cassidy, yeah, Cassidy. If you're still learning the players, this is the place to be. Uh, You can learn more about Georgia football here. This is this is the place for you. You you come join us every Sunday, and uh, you'll learn all you want. So, yeah, I think they cover. I think Georgia covers uh, 45 points. Is for this team is obviously not much of a spread. I I think, I think Georgia. I think Stetson Bennett will get them to about. Third, I think Georgia will get to about forty-two quickly mm-hmm. in the first half before they pull St- before they pull Stet Quavius and then uh, Stet Quavius Vic and then um, and then Carson Beck will add a few and Brock will add a few. The defense will probably add one something like that. I, I think it'll be something like fifty-five to three or something like that. Some some yeah, fifty-six that's, that's to what three. I'm looking at. Yeah, something like that. So, but uh, that's going to lead us into our. Other picks. So I've got six games. That's that's number one. So I got five others. I got a six pack of games right here. See, I wrote it down on my Mike Leach play card. Um, we got six other games. I picked a couple conference games. I picked some some non conference games. Some matchups I thought were intriguing. We're gonna start Clemson minus seven at Wake Forest. Now Wake Forest has Sam Hartman back, so that line probably would have been a lot more had he not been there. Um, knowing what knowing what we know about Wake. Uh, knowing what we know about Clemson is they're still struggling. They really miss they really miss Brent Venables. Uh, they they're really trying to figure out the quarterback situation. If they just put Cade Klub, Cade Klubnik in, I think mm-hmm. they cover. I think they would cover the spread, but they're not going to do that. They're still stubborn and they want DJ Ungulale. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Clemson minus seven. I, I just think they have. The, the the horses in there. I, I'm not sh- I'm not gonna put any real money on this. I'm not I'm really not sure. I really, really, really want to pick Wake, but I, I I don't know. Unless you can talk me into it. What do you what do you what I'm do you Wake. I think Wake's defense um can confuse DJ a bit. Um they're still a little bit defensively. Uh, but Wake does, you know, with the slow zone um RPO type stuff that they do. Um unless that thing gets hit in the mouth like right at the beginning um it's very confusing it's, it's very very good at especially with uh, hartman coming back and running um with hartman come back i mean that is a that is a game changer in itself um they beat him like so i'm gonna go wait to cover on this and it's mostly because you don't think clemson's offense is going to do anything i don't think dj has it um they're missing since they can't protect up front, I don't know who's calling plays, um, but it's like the play calls there. But DJ just he's struggling right now. 
Um, I don't know what it is. He he difference between him and Rattler is the fact that DJ understands it. It's just processing slow for him. Is what it looks like. It looks like the game's still a little bit too fast for him. Um, but it's just I don't think their offense can get it done. In my opinion. You may have convinced me, honestly. Back so that offense gonna be coming. I, I think, think you may have convinced me. Yeah. So, um, well, Don, so far we've only done two. We both picked UGA minus 45, and uh, he picked Wake plus seven. And, well, I took Cle- I took Clemson minus seven because, I don't know, I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. I don't know. Um, a game uh, up next is a game that I never thought we'd be picking, but the 3-0. and Yeah, you heard that correctly. The 3-0 and Kansas Jayhawks, rock chalk. <laughs> Nine point favorites as they host Duke. I'm taking. I'm taking that. Now this would uh, this, this would be. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say this. Kansas this is, is not. He's doing a job. <laughs> yes. He's doing a job, and hell, he is front runner. You know, well, talks are him. So he's doing something very well. Kansas is three and zero for the first time in history. I believe mm-hmm. um, I might be wrong, but I, since I've been alive, has not been really good at football. Um, he's got. I mean, three and no. Can you believe that Kansas yeah. is three? Yeah, it. I, they made Houston's each other on the sideline last week. That's how good they are. Right yeah. Now. Oh boy, yeah. This is going to be. Uh, yeah. So absolutely, man. Uh, I, I love Kansas minus nine in this matchup. They're they're freaking rolling, man. It's it's great. It's great to see. And we got a bonus pick here. Uh, Don play in the comments. He wants us to pick Coastal Carolina minus two over Georgia State. That's an intriguing one because Georgia State's been playing really really well uh, defensively, and obviously uh, they they've been they've been putting up some points. I mean they narrowly they narrowly uh, lost to uh, South Carolina on the road. Um, yeah. and, and uh, right now. if they really are, it's, it's kind of sad, but, um, but I think I would still go with coastal on that one. Uh, I, I don't know Israel, what you, what you think on that, but I'm, I, I would still kind of go coastal because I, I think, you know, I have coastal winning the Sunbelt. So, you know, yeah. I, I think coastal is just um, Grayson McCall is, I, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in that conference. I think he'll kind of take that thing game over. Is- if this game is in Atlanta, you gotta go Georgia. If this game I'll is you, in I'll Beach, tell you exactly where it is. I'll take I gotta go with Coastal. They're in Myrtle. Yeah. Beach, right? Yeah, Coastal is, yeah. Or they're like close enough to Myrtle Beach where they can consider it Myrtle Beach. But uh let's see. I'm looking now where that game is being played. Uh according to Bet on the line. Uh, that is that is actually a Thursday night game that is at George as in Atlanta. Georgia State is plus two and a half in Atlanta. I'm going to in Atlanta. That game is going to be deep. All the Georgia Tech people are going to go to that game. Yep, I'm gonna stick with Coastal. I'm gonna take Coastal and probably the over. The over is sixty three and a half. Ooh, that's a lot. Of points. So, and Don went two and zero listening to us. Probably listening to that's you, true. but. 
Um, so Don, I'll let you I'll let you choose who you want to listen to. If you listen to Israel, it won't hurt my feelings, I promise. Uh, I, just I, just, like I just want you to state, man. I I, just, I think it's, they're playing good football. Um Sean has got rolling. Um, I mean, when you come out in Atlanta across your chest, I mean that it just hits different. Um, they got that so. they got the swag, man. They got the swag. So Don, I just want you to go three and oh, man. I you know, I, I really don't care if you you know I'm just a big believer in Coastal Carolina. I, I think they, yeah. you know, I think McCall, like I said, is is, and Jamie Chadwell uh, as their head coach. I, I just think they're dialed in. Um, that doesn't mean Georgia State can't can't come in there and and beat the brakes off of them because they're certainly capable of it. And I certainly would would love it. I would I would love to have a Georgia a really good Georgia State team, mm-hmm. being uh, being an Atlanta kid myself. So, um, there you go. So I guess you could roll the dice and figure it out. I'm I'm taking coastal. Israel's taking uh, taking Georgia State. State so, um, and we both took Kansas. If you want to win, I, I mean, I think the I think the lock of this list so far is Kansas. I I, I would go with Kansas. Um, Missouri at Auburn. Auburn seven point favorites. As bad as Auburn's playing, Missouri's worse. Mm. Like it's true. It's it's the battle of who's going to get fired first in the SEC, Eli Trinkowitz or Brian Harson. I mean, they're both really bad teams. Um, you know, Auburn just coming off a slaughtering of Penn State, but they did they did some good things in that game. Yes, they yeah they played some really good defense. Honestly, they really did. Um, offensively, so they're out there for a long time. And like we talk all the time, if you leave them out there long enough, things are going to happen. Um, reason that I'm going Auburn on this is because I can't wait for them to play us and we get uh-huh. our the boot. Not that I like I said, I'm here it once again. I'm a coach and I never want anybody to hope that I fired. But I don't think people are happy in Auburn with Coach Harson. I don't think Coach Harson's happy in Auburn. And Yeah, I think Harson wants to get fired. I think our game is because, you know, we don't like Auburn and things like that. I think our game is the one that's going to be the telltale. Because it's going to be another 48-7 thumping. Um, and it's going to be at home, too. That's going to be fun. Uh, but, yeah, I – no. And and one thing that really annoyed me with Auburn is that court, that damn quarterback shuffle. You get T.J. Finley going, and then you put Ashford in for a play. And then Finley comes back and throws a pick. Like, come on, dude, you're rolling. Yeah, it's – you were rolling down the field. Here's my thing. If I think you should do it just like Michigan and just like Ole Miss did. Let one guy have a whole game himself and then see which one does a better job, and then that's the one you roll. I, I think the they, I think they nailed out. it perfectly. I think they did. Michigan won huge with McCarthy. Yeah, they won huge yes. because of it. Because they finally got a guy they can believe in and 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 – Ole Miss the same with Jackson Dart, which I had no doubt that Jackson Dart was going to be the guy because he was superior talent. Wise, mm-hmm. the only thing Altmaier had on him was knowledge of the system, and and I think he had a really gritty performance in the Sugar Bowl. But talent wise, he was going to lose out at some point to Jackson Dart. It just was going to happen. It was inevitable. Steve knew mm-hmm. it. You know, I've, I've Steve and I have talked about that ad nauseum. Uh, just knew it was going to happen. Um, if you want to see my breakdowns, we we actually on the Lockdown Ole Miss channel, we did some breakdowns um, 
I did some breakdowns with him of some of the newcomers. So one of them was Jackson Dart, and the other was not really a newcomer, but he he's newish uh, with Luke Altmaier, just kind of doing a quarterback comparison there. So, um, but needless to say, I'm taking Auburn here minus seven because even as bad as they are, they're still a lot better than Missouri. And this this will yeah, be this will be a, this will be a good this will be a good slump buster for 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 Auburn and Cassidy. Uh, Jake will also be rooting for the dogs. I think this is the only game that Jake will, will root with you for for Georgia because they're playing Auburn. Absolutely. And he just loves Auburn. Tell Jake I said War Eagle. Um, okay. Uh, Florida travels to Tennessee. This has become quite the rivalry. Uh, a game that Peyton Manning couldn't win for Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, get this. This isn't like when I read this, I and this is as of right now, we're recording this. Uh, we're live at this moment on a Sunday. According to Bet Online, Bet Online has Tennessee minus ten and a half. I'm taking it. Minus ten and a half. Mm-hmm. Is Florida it. struggling? Are they struggling that bad? Did you go back and watch that South Florida game, dog? Without, I didn't watch the South Florida game. Without a couple of turnovers, South Florida might have beat them in the swamp. Honestly, probably on the bed. They probably beat them, but it'd been a lot closer. Okay. Okay. Pick six. I, I mean, pick the pick six. Turn to turn. I mean, this is this is a home game for Tennessee. They're gonna get ju- they're gonna get juiced up. Hendon Hooker, man, oh, yeah. he's a problem. He's Look, a problem. They're winning. They're winning. The grass is cut. I mean, Hypel just got a new contract. I mean, extension. So. It's going to be a lot of orange in that state. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I'm, I'm buying it. it was, I'm buying it. Absolutely. It I'm, I'm buying it. Now, now, if this was like week two, I might have been like, no. oh, okay, Florida might you know, no. I, I'm not – I well, I don't think I was ever on the Florida train. But um, they're I, better. I do think there was a lot of – they're but much improved they, from last they, they, year, but that's not saying a whole lot. That's a tall task to go into Tennessee and beat them. That's right. At this at this moment, at this point in the yes. season, and you're and still trying to figure things out. No, yeah. Tennessee ten and a half. That might be another easy one. Okay, and and our last spread. This is an interesting one um, because as much as they're struggling, you have the notebook versus uh, they're hosting uh, they're hosting the jukebox. Notebook is two and a half points favored at home against the jukebox. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about, it's Texas A&M hosting Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Turn that damn jukebox on versus uh, the notebook, which <laughs> um, that's going to be Jimbo's new nickname, the notebook, because he he's the one that carries. He literally carries whatever brand this is. I don't even know what brand this is. Um notebook you know the spiral bounds that you buy for like a dollar at office depot oh yeah mm-hmm. you know the one you can buy like a hundred of them for like 10 cents a piece absolutely taking arkansas they're gonna be too. pissed off because I, they play didn't play arkansas football the whole first half last week um, they played like absolute with hog back. um i thought they'd be more inspired football but really around um and they got scared. I don't think they like that very much. I know Sam Pittman won as crazy normally is. Um, after that, 
So I'm expecting them to come in with a chip with a piss mentality, and they're going to Troy, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, I don't think they can't score points. No, and, and a tired defense is going to be a recipe for disaster against KJ Jefferson. Yes, in that offense, that offense that's they're finally starting to figure some things out. And I, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a coaching thing. I just think the team just fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, it, it they, damn near they, crashed they into a brick in, wall. They came in complacent, you know, after a big game against South Carolina. Um, they come in and they're chilling. They're like, "Oh, this is just, you know, this team." Came from out west, we'll be all right. Shoot, them boys came out firing, and they got hit in the mouth. Like, oh, they are for real, right here. Okay, you know, guess we're gonna have to. They finally figured out. But, you know, I don't think that's happening against um, Texas A and M because no. they're gonna beat you stuff. No, I mean this is this is a game that they haven't been able to get really. Um, they've they've come up narrowly short in a lot of a lot of instances under Sam Pittman uh, with Texas A and M and games that they should have and could have won, uh, they didn't. So I think this is going to be a good one for them to get because A and M is struggling offensively. They're going to have an exhausted defense that that won't be able to stop KJ Jefferson in the second half, and I think Arkansas will end up rolling. And all Arkansas has to do is win because they're they're underdogs. So um, I'm, I'm I'm taking the I'm taking the Hogs as well. So. As we wrap, as we wrap this thing up, uh, to recap the picks um, that we have thrown out there, uh, Don, if there's any one of them that you want for us to pick uh, that we didn't cover, go ahead and put that in the chat now, um, or you can DM mm-hmm. us. It doesn't matter. Um, at Troopstar28, at, at Believe in Dogs, at Coach Burton36 on Twitter. Um, UGA minus 45. We both took that one. Uh, Clemson minus seven at Wake. I took Clemson. Israel took Wake. So take your pick there. Uh, Duke at Kansas. Kansas minus nine. We both took the Jayhawks there, which I never thought I would take the Jayhawks to go four zero. But here we are. Uh, Missouri at Auburn. Auburn favored by seven. We both took Auburn because we're smart. Uh, Florida at Tennessee minus ten and a half. Could it happen? Yeah. Could they? Could Tennessee only win by seven? Yeah, but they won't. They'll win by well, they'll win by two scores. Um, Arkansas at A and M. A and M's favored by two and a half. I'm not buying it. Uh, and then Coastal. I'm taking Coastal minus two at Georgia State on Thursday. And my man Israel here is taking uh, Georgia State plus two yep. at the crib. So, um, if there's any other games that we left out, uh, let us know. We will we will definitely jump on those. But in the meantime, uh, you're going to have to find us on social media. Uh, if you want to connect, uh, again, I gave you the the stuff. It's uh, the link tree is in our bio as well uh, for all of the full episodes. Uh, the full episode will be uh, on on audio on the audio platforms uh, tomorrow uh, about mid morning, uh, and then you will see these segments posted uh, various times during the week. Uh, you'll see our recap posted probably tomorrow. Uh, you'll see our pick segment probably posted Thursday since we have a Thursday game in there. And then you'll see our, our preview uh, probably posted Saturday morning. And uh, you'll see that rolling. So if you want all the content, go to our YouTube channel for the extra bonus content uh, that will hopefully feed you to our full episode, which will also live on YouTube and feed you to our full episode on the podcast platform as well. Find us on, find us on social media, like us, subscribe, 
uh, all of that good stuff. Follow Israel at Troopstar28 on all platforms. You can check us out also on TikTok. There's clips that go up on TikTok, shorter clips there. Uh, at Believe uh, Network also tweets out. Um, I send him a segment every week for him to tweet out. He does a good job of tweeting it out, so find that like that. Uh, and, and just jump on the train, man. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a slow growing process. We came from nothing and here and we now are. We're here. Uh, now we're here and we're, and, and, and the elevator still has some floors to go up. Uh, we're cert- we're certainly not done and we're certainly not going to slow down. Um, as you see with our, with our ever evolving, uh, presence on online. So, uh, we hope you, we hope you enjoyed what you saw. If you did leave us a comment again, uh, subscribe, give us that, give us that five-star rating and, uh, we, we hope you stay with us, but for Israel, I'm Corey. Uh, this is the believe in Georgia dogs podcast presented by bet online, uh, on the believe network. We will see you back here next week. Um, after a hopefully very inspiring performance against Kent state. And as always go dogs. Dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.